Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Oh my gosh, I missed you so much. I'm so glad to be back here for season three of the podcast. I, over the summer, kept thinking, oh, I should talk about this on the podcast. Oh, I should talk about this on the podcast. Do I remember any of those ideas now? Uh, no. (laughs) But that's fine because I do have a topic for today. And I'm sure now that we're getting into the groove and I'll be hearing from you all, the ideas will just keep on coming. So a quick heads up before we get into what I have for this week. If you are listening to this and you're a yoga teacher, Curvy Yoga Certification is currently open for registration. Um, If we still have spots, there were just a few left as of this recording, so you'll have to check it out and see. It's curvyyogacertification.com, and I will include a link in the show notes to that, and that's for people who are already yoga teachers or who are in process on your 200-hour yoga teacher training and would like to add curvy tools to your toolbox. So if you want to check that out, you're welcome to. I'd love to have you with us. This is the last time I'll be doing it this year, and we won't start again until March of 2017. So if you're like, oh, I really want to start teaching curvy yoga before next summer, this is your time to do that. Okay, so moving right along. Now we've got our housekeeping done. So here's the thing I've been noticing lately, and by lately I mean most of my life off and on, (laughs) but I've really been paying more attention to it lately, or it's been um, more like grabbing my attention more lately. So here's how it goes. I have a feeling that I don't like, and this can be on or off of the yoga mat, and how I deal with it is by not dealing with it. (laughs) So I would have thought if you would have asked me before the past few weeks, like, oh, you know, how do you deal when you feel stressed or anxious or whatever? And I probably would have been like, oh, here are my different strategies. Um, And I do have some, it's like I have zero. But when I really look underneath, like a lot, a lot, a lot of my strategies are basically avoiding it, repressing it, pretending like it didn't happen, explaining it away, excusing it, justifying it, etc., etc. I think you get the point. So here are some examples of how this has showed up lately for me. So I'm going to start with some on-the-mat examples, and then I'll talk about some off-the-mat examples, because my life is full of many examples. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So on the yoga mat, here are some things that I've been dealing with just in the past week. Criticism. So that will often show up with me thinking something like, why can't I do this like I used to? Why can't I do it like so-and-so can do it? And then you know how it goes, right? That's just a a terrible downward spiral. Um, Avoidance. Here's another one that comes up for me on the yoga mat Mm, pretty much all the time. I don't really want to be doing that, do I? Really? That pose? Mmm, no, 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 I don't think so. Frustration, here's a big one. Why do I even waste my time here on the yoga mat? What is the point? 
why did I think I had time for this today? It's very time oriented for me, the frustration on the yoga mat for sure. And then here's the real kicker, sadness. My thought when I feel sadness on the yoga mat is, again, go away, sadness. I am not interested. Clearly, I have some unpacking to do around that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Off of the yoga mat, here are some other things that have been coming up. Anxiety. Here's my response. Oh, how can I create a 57-point life plan to never feel anxious ever, ever again, no matter the circumstances? Another one, uncertainty. Usually my thoughts are like, oh, everything will be fine, or everything will be terrible, or it doesn't matter, I'm doomed to fail, or who cares anyway? I was trying to find my way swim my way right on out of that however I can. Fear, here's a big one. Why am I feeling fear right now? That is so stupid. I am so stupid. I just need to get over it. Has that ever worked for you? (laughs) It's never worked for me, yet it persists. And then here's the last one, shame. So here I'm thinking, this person's opinion shouldn't matter to me anyway. I should just get over it. Here's that just get over it again. I feel like that's a a recurring theme in all of these, really. So I found myself recently in another one of these cycles, which you can see is not hard for me to find any of them on any given day. And it hit me that all of these um, kind of immediate responses that I just talked about were really about stopping feeling. So just get over it. That's not really what I want, is it? Go away. Why am I wasting my time? Everything will be fine or everything will be terrible. So it wasn't about actually being with the feeling in the moment. It was just like, how can I get rid of this as soon as possible? And I think it took me until now to really notice how that was the undercurrent of all of my responses because all of my responses are different in terms of how they come out, but that root is stop the feeling. (laughs) So though these things were showing up in different ways, stopping feeling was literally my only strategy. So not dealing, definitely not feeling, just stopping it however I could. So like I mentioned earlier, this has never worked for me. I mean, have you ever hidden a feeling and not had it come out sideways? as like anger at your partner or your kid or your friend, um, as a migraine. I'm, if you could see me, I'm like waving my hand wildly. <laughs> I have many migraines that have been rooted in this in the past. Um, just a kind of overall sense of malaise, dread, impending doom. Um, I know that I have never been able to hide a feeling and not have it come out in one of these other ways. And it's not a one-to-one, like um, I consciously hid my feeling and then five minutes later, I consciously noticed that it came out in this other way. No, it's more like you hide it, some time goes by, that could be five minutes, that could be five weeks or five months, and then boom, there it is, but you're not necessarily noticing the connections, or I'm not necessarily noticing the connections. I'll just say that. You're probably more involved than I am. I'm sure you are. So I realized I need to shift from stopping feeling as my strategy to stop and feel. 
a small language difference, but a big life difference. So let's just talk back through those examples on and off the yoga mat about what it looked like when I stopped and felt rather than avoiding that feeling in the first place. So going back to my on the mat examples, criticism, you might remember that sounded like, what can I, why can't I do this like I used to, other things like that. So when I stopped to feel that, when I noticed I was criticizing myself, I had to figure out like, what's underneath? Like what's the actual feeling? Because criticism isn't a feeling. So what am I actually feeling? And then different things would come up like sad, wistful. And sometimes I noticed that that question, like, why can't I do it this way? Or, you know, why can't I do more or less or whatever, um, was almost like an ingrained default response. And when I was like, oh, what's going on here? Then I felt like, oh, actually, it's fine. I don't, I don't need to be like doing more or doing less or doing it different or doing it like someone else or whatever. It's like I had put myself in that habit for so long that the criticism was like a a default thing that just popped up because that's what I'm used to but not because it had a basis in reality so just investigating that was a, a little bit was very helpful another one of these things that came up on the yoga mat avoidance so is this really the pose I want to be doing is this the pace I want to be doing now I don't know about you, but I never question my body's feedback. I'm very good about trusting that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish that was true. My life story is questioning what my body wants. Um, so I am continuing yet again to practice listening and responding. Not just being like, oh, I kind of heard that, but whatever, I don't feel like doing it or ignoring it but just staying with it long enough to see what's it like if I actually try this thing that seemingly my body is bugging me for. (laughs) Um, Frustration, so I mentioned that a lot of my frustration is about time. Now, this is on my yoga mat, but it shows up in every part of my life because here's a really charming thing that I do. I will often find myself thinking like, okay, so I have, you know, from, I don't know, let's say from seven to eight in the morning to get up, get ready, have breakfast, do some yoga practice, and then start my day, just for an example of time. So knowing that I can get up and, you know, kind of get going with things so that I know I have time to finish my practice and that my practice time won't feel rushed. Even if I have a short amount of time, I feel a lot better if I know like something isn't right up against it where I can't just take a breath without thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to go to the next thing. So that is how I would handle this in my um, ideal self in life. (laughs) How I usually handle it though is I wake up, I kind of putter around, I get on the internet for a while. While I'm on the internet, I'm thinking, oh, I'm really wasting my yoga time. I need to get on that mat. Hey, let me just finish this story. And then like all of a sudden, I've clicked through like five more things because because the internet. That needs no further explanation. And then I get to my mat and I have like 2.5 minutes left and I'm super frustrated because I just feel like this is a waste of time. I don't even have time to get it done. Da, 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 da. So when I see this pattern emerging every day as I do 
rather than getting frustrated and taking it out on the practice, I'm looking at how can I like see what my feeling is, which part of it is wanting a little bit more spaciousness in the morning before getting to the yoga practice. So what else can I kind of juggle around potentially to make that happen? And then also reminding myself like, oh, I feel much better when I'm on my yoga mat versus when I'm scrolling through, you know, news stories or social media or whatever before I've even started my day. I told you that the kicker here of what I do not want to feel on my yoga mat is sadness and that my response is go away (laughs) when it comes up. So sadness is not something that I allow myself to feel very easily. So pretty much any time that I'm on my mat and actually paying attention to how I feel, it's like, boom, it's right there because it's the only time that it has any chance of getting my attention. And that honestly annoys the heck out of me. I just feel like a broken record, but I'm trying to meet this with more receptivity to find out what it wants me to know. So rather than just being like, go away, go away, go away, this isn't happening, I'm like, okay, sadness is here, let's see what happens. And oftentimes it just wants to be felt for a moment, and maybe I feel my breath deepen or some tears spring into my eyes. And just by acknowledging it, there's some some piece of struggle that was existing inside my body that I wasn't aware of that feels like it can let go a little bit. Okay, so let's look at those off the yoga mat examples and how I am considering <laughs> um, stopping and feeling versus stopping feeling in these examples. So number one, anxiety. I told you my response. How can I create a 57-point life plan? Now, where do you think I would ever get the idea to create a 57-point life plan to have a perfect life? I personally cannot imagine <laughs> where in my history that would come from. Oh my gosh, I roll. I wish we had emojis like Um, audio emojis. (laughs) Just picture that one where the eyes are rolling right now because, oh my gosh, diets. That's exactly where I got this approach to life. And that is my approach to many things. Like I'm just going to like make a list and check it off and you know, I'm just going to really control it as much as possible. But in my experience, anxiety does not really respond well to control. And while there are certainly things that support me around my anxiety that I do, um, we talked about this in the care instructions um, in our last season, it's not possible for me to control every element of my being, my body, my environment, my relationships, the world, (laughs) and never feel anxiety ever again. I mean, I would like that but I'm pretty sure I would not still be existing on this earth if that was the state of things. So stopping and feeling here is just acknowledging, oh, I'm feeling anxious, and seeing, is there a response? Is there something I could do in this moment to calm that? Is it journaling, going for a walk, getting up, talking to somebody, or is it just simply acknowledging this is happening and then moving forward? Because the more I just try to tamp it down and control it, the more intense that pressure becomes. So this is kind of like letting out some steam just to see it. Uncertainty. I told you my response is, oh, everything will be totally fine. I don't even need to think about how uncertain I'm feeling. 
or, well, everything's doomed, so why bother? <laughs> uh, who likes to feel uncertain? Uh, for sure not me. Uh, I try to coach myself around this, but it always ends up coming out as trying to find a way out. So when I feel uncertain, which is, you know, all the time, annoying as this is, I quickly try to think, oh, I'm just feeling uncertain. You're going to hear a lot of that. Oh, acknowledging this feeling. And then the charge is out of it a little bit. So when, you know, not five seconds before I was plotting and scheming and preparing a bunker for the apocalypse, when I notice it, then I'm like, oh, okay. And I can move on and see again, is there an action to take here or is it just simply an acknowledgement? I cannot emphasize enough how much I hate that this is true, but how true it is that when I just like simply acknowledge my feeling and do nothing else, how much of a difference it makes. That's not to say nothing else should be done, but it just is incredible to me that when I'm just like, oh, this is how I'm feeling, it makes quite a difference. It doesn't necessarily make it go away, but definitely um, this energy that I have been putting into avoiding it now can go somewhere else. Maybe that's the best way to say it. All right, we're getting into our last two here, fear. I told you that I'm often like, why am I feeling this way? This is so stupid. I'm so stupid. This one drives me bonkers. I will do anything not to feel fear, similar to uncertainty. I mean, I will just be like, <laughs> nothing's happening. I'm not nervous. Meanwhile, I'm like sick to my stomach. I can't sleep. But oh yeah, I'm fine. No problems. Oh my gosh. So this one's a little bit different because sometimes I do try to talk myself out of it, which of course, you know, my body is not buying for even one hot second. That's why all this kind of, you know, sickness and things come out. But again, when I just finally surrender and say to myself, I'm scared, everything gets so much easier. I'm sensing a recurring theme here. One that once I finish this podcast, I'll probably be um, slowly trying to teach myself to tattoo and tattooing onto my own forehead because I forget it constantly. <laughs> the last one here is shame. Um, this, is, this comes up for me a lot if I'm getting feedback, criticism, etc. from another person. So I'll just kind of give that particular example. And I'm just telling myself either this person's opinion shouldn't matter to me or I should just get over it. So like most people, um, shame is one of my top feelings that I do not want to feel. But as our wonderful teacher Brene Brown tells us, if you don't know about her, Oh my gosh, just stop listening to this podcast right now and go pick up our books. Check her out online. I'll have some links for you. Um, what does Brene Brown teach us? Oh, she teaches us to feel it. Terrible. <laughs> In the best way possible. But she also teaches us to recognize the signs. This is actually huge for all of these things. So when you know what shame feels like in your body, what fear or anxiety or uncertainty or whatever feels like in your body, that can sometimes help you recognize it more quickly than when your mind is in charge and too busy like catching plots for you to really notice. So if your mind has a lot of 
um, patterns and habits and things that are inscribed like mine does that say, ooh, these feelings are happening, let's distract her over here. Even though these distractions are really like positive or helpful, they are still distractions. Whereas the body's like, hello, are you noticing like how stressed you are, how tight your shoulders are, how your digestion's really messed up, how you have a migraine? You know, like however your body speaks to you, those are just some ways that my body speaks to me. Then sometimes if you can start to notice a pattern, so for shame for me, I will often have like a hot flush go through my whole body and like a pit drops into my stomach. I feel kind of like tunnel vision. I can almost like not hear anything for just a second. Everything just kind of drops in this really like white hot moment. So now if I feel that feeling, even if my mind isn't saying, oh, you are feeling shame right now, then I'm like, oh wait, these are the feelings of shame. Like what else is happening? So we can start to get to know the body through the yoga practice because of course all these feelings also come up on the yoga mat. And then what we're learning about our body through the yoga practice, then we can take those feelings into our everyday life and stop and feel rather than stopping feeling (laughs) entirely. So if you happen to catch yourself avoiding feeling this week or this lifetime, (laughs) it might not happen this week, who knows, then give stop and feel a try and just kind of check it out and see what happens for you. I find that this can be a very helpful mentor. Thank you for being here. Let's take a quick breath together. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Love Curvy Yoga. You can find more information about this podcast and all things Curvy Yoga at curvyyoga.com. If you love the show, please share it or even review it in iTunes. Both help us get the word out that yoga is a way to come home to your body and yourself exactly as you are today. Have a great day and curve on. Oh,